What's up? It's Jared Cagle. This is a podcast called Burning Questions because we are answering your burning questions. All right, episode seven uh, with my main man. I almost said main squeeze. Your wife would not have enjoyed that. Mm. Main man. She's in the room, so, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for being back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. Of course, yeah. I'm honored, you know, being invited back says a lot. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I, w- I wasn't just a complete flop the first time, so, <laughs> man. Yeah. Thank you. You, are, you do know how to flop, though. I do, yeah. On man. the basketball court. Oh, yeah. That's part of the game, man. You watch the <laughs> NBA these days, it's yeah. like 50% of the game. <laughs> James Harden style, you know. Mm-hmm, you got to yeah. flop on the three. Yeah, so, you just got to give him that shout, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Take, take it in the chest and then sell the call with like the loud got shout. Got it. Back. Got it. Let me qualify this for our listeners. Sam was a professional basketball player. Whoa. He has, hey, hold on a second. True or false? Have you made money? playing basketball man in like a church three on three or something like professional that. basketball player that's the <laughs> definition no but seriously he was a baller and uh played for two different colleges you know and you played pro so that's a big deal let me let me boost it a little bit okay you know? all right and you look better than you play which is a whole nother thing but we'll get there later i didn't okay. say you main look school. good you play good you know what I'm <laughs> what, what's the order it's prime time you look good you play good. You, you play good. Feel good. I don't you feel know. good. No. None of it's true. True. <laughs> should we unpack that? I think we should digress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's light a candle because that's what we do All right. here on Burning Questions. Uh, this wick is down in the bottom. This is one of my favorite flavors. I saved it for you, man. Mm. It's uh, black sandalwood. Take a. Oh, that's nice. Take a hint of that. You like that? Mm. Little musk, little man, a little more manly. Mm. The brand is actually Manly Indulgence. If there was ever a candle company that could sponsor this podcast, I would love for it to be Manly Indulgence because <laughs> <laughs> they have the best sense. Sponsored by Manly Indulgence. I think I got it at TJ You would just Max, love but... to say that repetitively. <laughs> I pretty much yeah. do. <laughs> I give them credit for the Bath and Body Works candles too because I love them so much cool uh today we've got sam bowman who is coming with a lot of wisdom and uh, a lot of experience and a lot of boldness with his experiences that's why we wanted you on because you're so willing to go there you know and when you uh when you do that it really helps other people go through what they're going through a lot Mm -hmm. of times in the church we skate around topics and here at burning questions we don't want to skate around anything so Mm -hmm. you're the perfect co-host for this conversation so i'm glad you're here yeah me too cool uh here's the question you don't know it it's coming to you live and i'm gonna see what you got okay so the question is i'm depressed and i cannot heal on my own is it wrong for me to take depression medication emphatic no (laughs) that was an easy one okay moving on (laughs) no uh Man, I will I will say something about the uh just the whole process of getting on medication. Um that was a very very frustrating process for me. Mm. Um just to tell you a little bit about the uh just sort of the process. Basically, 
you know, if you're if you're depressed, what's going on in your brain is that your your brain is killing the serotonin. Serotonin is a chemical that's in your brain that equips you to be able to handle and deal with stress. Right. And so if you're depressed, brushing your teeth stresses you out like your toothbrush feels like it's 50 pounds. You know what I mean? It's like, wow. that's a task. That's something for you. But it's not just that you're thinking the wrong way about brushing your teeth, that that's too difficult. It's literally, there's a chemical in your brain that mm. equips you to deal with stress. And your brain is like, is flushing all that chemical out. And it's like overusing it. So you, I mean, obviously you need a drug you, that needs to be treated. It's like cancer. I mean, you would go to chemotherapy for cancer. You know, if you break your arm, you're going to put it in a cast. Um, mm, it's good. And so I think sometimes we over-spiritualize this whole depression conversation or maybe make it all a mental thing, like, oh, it's in your head if you just think better. But there's definitely a physical side to it. There's chemical stuff going on in your brain. And so... If you get on, you know, if you go talk to a doctor, um, you know, first of all, I've had pretty bad experience um, talking to just like a family doctor. If I, you know, if I was in that, you know, place again where I'm, one thing I would do differently is I would actually talk to somebody who is used to uh, tweaking uh, these types of meds because your family doctor can prescribe you those but the whole process is kind of like um taking darts and throwing them at a board and seeing what sticks i mean they'll they'll ask you a couple of questions but it's not like they can really know what's going on specifically inside mm -hmm. your brain mm -hmm. and the chemistry that's going on in there and so they kind of just have to ask you questions and go for the best guess but then the kicker is that they always say well it'll take about two or three weeks before it actually, you know, kicks in and you feel better or for us to know whether we should stick with this one or try another one. And the, the hard thing about that is like, you're in a pretty rough place when you get to the point where you're like, oh, I think I need some depression yeah. meds. You know, I'm desperate. Like I need something. And so, you know, that's a pretty rough two to three week period. And I think it's helpful to maybe, you know, to know that up front, to know that, that's kind of what you're looking at if if you're going to go for some meds and it may not work. And I, I remember trying for years and not really finding something that that worked or if you found something that worked, it would have a side effect that was like almost just made life worse, you know. And so that it can be a frustrating process, but it's so worth it just to get I. The, the way I describe it is like taking medication and finding the right one, like working with a doctor that knows what they're talking about can get you over the hump to where you're, it's no longer like, I, re, I remember like um, when I finally, actually just recently within the past several months, um, I had gone off medication for, for a while and I was okay for a while. And then I just kind of just like slowly started to like notice mm -hmm. that I was sinking kind of back down, decided to go back to a nurse practitioner and get prescribed. And it was like, I remember when it kicked in and I had the right medication, it was like, it was so cool because it was like the sky was bluer. It was like, 
all of a sudden I just started to notice like little things like, oh, I don't mind like doing this little task or that, you know, like I've got energy to do this or to do that. And it's like just to be able to um, to do things and to start to build some momentum in your life when you're in that place where you're just stuck. Um, it, it's huge because what's really going to heal you is like starting to change your habits, starting to change the way that you think, starting to engage in community with other people, starting to talk about your struggles to other people, um, giving it to the Lord and like engaging with him and, you know, communing with God and like just letting him carry you honestly. But like when you're in a place where you're just completely incapacitated and your brain is just shut down, you don't have any serotonin, like it's hard for you to even be in a position where you can do those things that, mm-hmm. that really help you heal, like you know, exercise and just take care of yourself. Yeah. Just basic stuff. You to know? get over that hump that right. you described. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How significant is that hump? It's huge. I mean, uh, you know, it's just <clears throat> you. I, the, the reason it's huge is because it's like a cycle. Um, when you know, you know, like people tell you all the time, like when you're stuck and when you're depressed, like, well, have you tried this? You know, everybody wants to come and try to fix you and give you suggestions mm-hmm. of things that would help. And they would help. Like if you're depressed and people say like, well, have you tried like working out or you tried like eating better? Or have you tried going on a walk or being out in the sun or like being around people? Or you seem like you're isolating yourself all the time and you're never around people. And it's like, I don't have energy to be around people. Um, but getting over the hump enables you to be be able to do those things that are healthy and that are helpful in your life. Um, and at least it did for me. And then it's just like slowly but surely you're able to like take back things and start doing healthy things. Yeah, that's so. great. So do you think that this question, because we get this question a lot, like, is it okay for me to take meds for this? You know, it's it's taboo, uh, yeah. at least where we live, uh, for whatever reason. Do you think that's because we still have a narrow view of depression in terms of, and anxiety too, in terms of like it, it's only a situational uh, situation, uh, yeah. <laughs> situational occurrence or situational disease even. Some people don't even describe it as a disease, which is a problem. But is our view of depression and anxiety so narrow that we think about it situationally only and we don't have a concept of hereditary yeah. being hereditary and yeah. all of these other complexities yeah, yeah. that come talk a little bit about that yeah so i mean absolutely i think the view is too narrow for sure i mean no one can deny that uh depression and anxiety can come about from trauma and things like that but like you know just looking at my story i had a pretty good upbringing i mean you know my parents mm-hmm. you know my background um depression kind of blindsided me when I was 20 it was just like what the heck's happening to me because I had like a pretty good childhood um you know I you know it just kind of came up seemingly out of nowhere Mm -hmm. well you know it runs in my family so that that's definitely uh you know there's some bipolar and some depression my mom struggled with depression like when I was a kid she uh she was um 
she had postpartum depression, which is, you know, basically just where as soon as you have a child, you go through uh, a time of depression. And I think, I think maybe that, that is shaping, um, but even just hereditary, you know, uh, you know, having somebody in your family that struggle with it, it can be passed down just as simple as that, you know, and, uh, it's real. It's, it's a real thing. And I, and I think that there's, there's all kinds of different, there's all kinds of different levels and there's definitely, it's interesting, like the word, like people could say, use the word, like I'm depressed interchangeably with like, I'm sad. And I remember like, just kind of being like hearing somebody say like, man, I'm so depressed. I'm like, bro, you're sad. <laughs> Big you, difference. You don't like it's a, there's a difference between like being diagnosed with like, this is a, this is like a, a disease in your mind. Like it's something really deep that's going on that where you need to be treated. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I'm not saying like we should make that a taboo word, but sometimes we can just say like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling depressed or whatever. And it's just like if you struggle with like major depression, then it's like an everyday pervasive thing, like all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, I'm feeling down yeah. today. It's with you everywhere yeah. you go all the time. So. Yeah, the importance of identifying the difference there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's huge. Uh, how do we identify that? You you touched on it a little bit there, but I want you to go a little deeper because we. Do, I mean, I use that word flippantly too, you know. And I want to understand from your perspective, having having been there and having you're still going, you're still there, right? You're still in this battle daily. Yeah. So, uh, how do I, as a person? who has not struggled in this area clinically and potentially has flippantly thrown that word depression around when I really should have just said, I'm sad right now. How do I identify the difference? Man, that's, uh, that's a tough question because I, uh, it, depression is one of those things that you, it's, it's really hard to describe, like, unless you've been through it, you know? And, uh, I, I've had, plenty of friends that uh, have come alongside me and heard my story and heard what I was going through. But you can tell just on the way they look at you in their face that they, they just don't really get it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There, there's a limit to the understanding. Yeah. And so, um, but I mean, part of the reason why I'm here to talk about this stuff is because I think that the people that are struggling with it have got to be more vocal. You got to be willing to talk about it. You got to remove the stigma by just opening up your mouth and talking about it. Because there, I mean, it's 2019, man. Like if you just look on the news, there's so many people that are struggling with mental illness. And the the really sad thing is that, um, you know, a lot of people are suffering in silence, you know, and they're just not talking about it. And it's just like, let's talk about it. Let's bring it up. Let's have a conversation. And if you're struggling with it, find somebody else that yeah. has struggled with it or is struggling with it and talk about it. Because there's going to be a depth to the con There's going to be a limit or a ceiling kind of um, on how deep you can go with people that haven't 
been through it. And that's just kind of how it is, really. And so it's like if you're looking for um, empathy or looking for, you know, somebody that understands, like find somebody that's dealing with it. And there's all there's all kinds of ways to do that. I mean, I feel like they I haven't really I've heard, but I I've not really uh, gone into this myself. But I know they have like on even online groups where there you know, you can connect with other people that are going through stuff. But I really want to bring um, I want to bring awareness of mental health stuff into the church. And I feel like it should be a conversation. So. And I think like as people that don't struggle with depression or mental health stuff, but still have a heart and like kind of what you're expressing is like, man, I would I really want to know how to like, how can I best like love people that yeah. that's that's where they're at. You know, it's just like, man, make those conversations welcome. Like, don't shy away from those things, even if you don't know what to say, just make it a safe place to be able to talk about it. Don't. Don't skate away. Don't try to don't throw in a joke as soon as sit in the moment where sometimes it might be sad or heavy. Don't joke it away or just avoid it. Like create a space sometime where, you know, if somebody needs to talk about something, just be like, hey, I don't have any answers, but I'll listen, you know? And a lot of that's times good. that's all that people need in that yeah. place is just to be heard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and that's to be good. pointed towards somebody that has also struggled with it. So, um, I think that that's where we go wrong as a church a lot is we treat it as a, a situation to be overcome like ASAP rather yes. than a journey to endure. Mm. And I think about, I mean, Hebrews, that's like the common word of the whole book of Hebrews, endurance, you know, and Paul talks a lot about endurance. And yeah. if, if the church could become this force that like what you're saying, we're a safe place where we can have these conversations, where we can point to a greater hope, where we can talk about truth that's going to help us. We may not walk into a service and be touched and healed forever. Most likely we're going to be given the tools and the relationships and what we need for God to work and help us to endure this race, right? right. To endure right. this pain that whatever we're going through, if, if we can settle with that as our call and our mission in terms of the mental health dilemma is too small of a word, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We would do a lot better, right? As a Absolutely. church, as a community, uh, in this way. And you're helping us get started. So I appreciate you being willing to go there, share your story yeah, and uh, dive into this together. It's a, it's a marathon and, uh, you know, ov to overcome, we, we are promised, uh, an overcoming end, but it may not be tomorrow and it may not be until you make it to heaven. Right. But one day by the power of Jesus Christ, we're going to have a greater hope that endures forever. So Absolutely. Uh, let's fight together, right? Let's, yeah. Let's join up and march. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. I, I feel like that's totally, uh, it's totally relevant. You know, uh, I think that, I think that when you're depressed, uh, um, a, a lot of times people trying to help you meaning very well, it comes across like, they want to fix you and, mm. I, and I feel like 
you know, just in our culture as Americans, we're so we want quick results, man. We're just we're in a culture where we're used to getting quick results. Like, give me a result right away. And uh, and that it's just not like that, you know, with mental yeah. health. And if you've ever been through something tough, it's like sometimes you just need to know that. Uh, it's like, will you love me even if I still struggle? You know, uh, you need to know like that people are gonna love you. Just the you know that that's God's love toward us. It's yeah. like He doesn't come to us and fix us. He doesn't come to us and and fix all our problems. He just says like, I love you just as you are, not as you should be. And I'm gonna continue to send you that message, day after day after day. And that's gonna be enough for you. Is that I love you right where you're at just as you are, not as you should be. I also see the you that's perfected in the future. Like I see yeah. your potential in the future and I'm taking you there, but I love you right now. Like you don't have to change anything. You that's don't awesome. have to be another version of yourself. You don't have to clean up or anything. Like I love you where you're at right now in the struggle. Um, it's awesome. So, and that's that's been the most powerful and transformative thing for me. And I, it's it's just the gospel. That's what the nature of the gospel is. It's good news for us, you know, that we don't have to clean up. We don't have to be better. We don't have to be stronger. But God loves us right where we're at. And his love, that unconditional love is what will change us and transform us and give us that victory that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks for being with us. We've got, uh, we've had an effect, an, an audio effect the whole time. This thing's been yeah. whistling at us, you know, <laughs> uh, everybody in the room's making faces at me because they hate it, but it's kind of been a cool vibe, you yeah, know? Yeah, dude. It's been uh, indulgent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got to have you back on. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for being with us. It's yeah. been awesome. It's been a pleasure. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Burning Questions. If you have a burning question that you've been longing for an answer to, DM us on our Instagram at cmcstudents underscore.